0: Welcome to All Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burt, your host, joined by Rod Babers. Rod's in Houston, uh, getting ready to celebrate uh, some uh, Christmas time with his uh, family. Uh, But we want to come to you on this Sunday morning with some news and updates since uh, so much has happened uh, since uh, Friday afternoon, since Rod and I last spoke on some things. Uh, Friday evening, Rod, Texas picked up a commitment from Aaron Butler. Uh, That was one of the things that happened. Uh, he became the 23rd pledge of the Longhorns class. Uh, literally a, a wide receiver that came out of nowhere. Uh, just a week and a half ago, Chris <laughs> Jackson made an in-home visit. Uh, did not I was not even aware Texas was looking at him or recruiting him. Uh, then someone reported that it was going on. Uh, we checked into it, found out it was legitimate and that the Longhorns had interest. And Steve Sarkeesian from then on was laser focused on the young man out of Calabasas, California, Six foot, 170 pounds, uh, 20 plus yards per catch. What do you think of this late movement uh, by Sark to add a receiver to this class?
1: Yeah, maybe that's what Sark was talking about, right? When he had his media availability and he uh, just told us, you know, without any questions that, hey, they're not done at the wide receiver position. And they certainly weren't. I mean, I watched him and, you know, he's explosive. Kind of reminds me of the Xavier Worthy starter kit. Uh, and, I would, and I'm not this is no disrespect to the young man, but it's kind of a low budget Xavier Worthy for right now. And that is no disrespect at all because hell, low budget Xavier Worthy still looks like a guy that could do some damage. But he's it, what I mean by that is he fits all of the, the kind of physical measurables in the evaluation uh that Xavier Worthy does. He's a speed den, he's slight in his build, uh, you know, small is so we would call him skiddy because he's about on six one, one seventy-five, uh, but he can burn and he's not afraid of contact. Say everybody Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy, if you know he's little, little guys usually are afraid of contact. Not this guy. They put him at running back, and he runs. I'm talking about interior runs. <laughs> uh, they'll put him at running back. He plays DB. He'll actually come out and hit somebody playing defensive back, and he has really good contact balance uh, for a wide receiver. So uh, yeah, actually, I think it fits the criteria of a Sark wide receiver. If you win, Sark has a type, right? Devontae Smith is one of his favorite wide receivers. X Men is probably one of his favorite wide receivers. If you, if you asked him to rank his top five best wide receivers all the time, those two guys might make it into the top five. I think Sark has a type at wide receiver. They don't all fit that prototype, but I do think this guy checks all the boxes of a Sark type receiver. Hey, you looked at all of my exes in my in my uh, career dating back in the past. Don't tell my wife I'm talking about this. But if you did, you'd probably notice a trend, and I like a certain type of woman, right? Well, Sark <laughs> likes a ter- certain type of receiver, and I think we're starting to see that.
0: <laughs> hey here's some stats for you guys uh 28 catches this season only in only four games as a senior for 586 yards that's 20.9 yards per catch yeah. five pds a year ago 38 catches 830 yards 13 touchdowns 21.8 yards per catch to your point a uh, a speed demon slash big play guy uh also looked at colorado was committed to colorado and usc at Various oh youngsters. USC really tried to pinpoint him as a cornerback. Uh, he wants to play offense. Then he committed oh. to Colorado. Also visited Bama. Rod. So this isn't some regional recruit. Yeah. Uh, you know whatever. He's number sixteen ranked player in this in the state of California overall. Number one hundred and seventy nine overall uh, in the on three consensus. I just can't believe that he is a he's coming in without ever having taken an official visit. Uh, I think it speaks in and, and his dad spoke to this publicly uh, to Greg Biggins at 24 seven the other day said, look, Sark knows offense. I know of that because I've seen it. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's really I mean, his dad's a former NFL player. He's looking not not unlike Sark. His, the, the family is looking for a specific fit and they say, hey, you fit there. Yeah, I think that that speaks a little bit to it as well. All right. I want to add this, Rod, um, midterm enrollee. He is now, he's also a midterm enrollee. So that makes him eight. That makes him 18. Number 18, the 18th midterm enrollee of 23 signees. Wow. So 18 of 23, that's 70 something percent of all (laughs) signees for Texas that, that the high school ranks are going to be on campus in January. That is unheard of. They had 15 a year ago, but 18 is just absolutely insane. And again, I think it goes to uh, a little bit of that roster construction we talk about, like Mm -hmm. you're trying to get angles and improvements in every way possible if you're a coach.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you get six more months with a guy. Wow.
1: Yeah, right? Because
0: you think about it, they only have, most most players only have three spring trainings if you graduate as a senior. This way, they get
1: four spring trainings going into their senior year. That's a it's, great point, Bob. Is, is this part of the pitch when you recruit a kid? Do they? Do they? Do they are the coaches encouraging this? Or are we talking about recruiting high achievers who want this anyway? Like Who is? Is it the player or the coach who is actually? Generally, this?
0: Yeah, this is a great question. It generally comes from the the player early. Okay. But you know what? With the uh, the number of night classes you can take and online classes, the prol- proliferation of that, yeah. um, and what have the. Uh, after COVID, if you remember COVID, a lot of players, a lot of people started having to take online classes. So school districts yeah. started offering those. Now that allows these guys to take more classes, so it it gives more uh, opportunity there. The but to your point about who starts it, both of them. Okay, both of them. I mean, it can be one way or the other. Some guy can come to you and say, "Hey, I'm already going to be a midterm grad because I've already thought about it." Another guy said, "Oh well, I, you know, whatever." And you say, "Hey, do you mind coming in at midterm?" The coach will go yeah. there. That's a great question. It, it yeah. happens both ways, Rod. Yeah. All right. Uh, long story short, though, uh, Aaron Butler, uh, one of those guys, one of 18 uh, for the Longhorns. All right. Next news that came out this weekend, about 1 o'clock um, on Saturday. I was given word on Saturday morning that Trey Moore would be announcing his decision mm-hmm. uh, in the early afternoon. He did so at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, the the thought there, Rod, in, in our opinion, uh, it was Texas and Bama. I talked with a people close to Trey all the way through that. Uh, Bama gave him something to think about. There's no doubt. Uh, but uh, Trey Moore officially committing to Texas on Saturday. Uh, what does is, what is Texas get out of the edge rusher, in your opinion, Rod? This young man, Trey Moore.
1: Uh, you guys, you know, I've talked about it, right? There's certain things that you cannot coach or develop. Uh, you just have to recruit those things, right? They, they become innate, almost programmed early in players. I think pass ability is one of those. Trey Moore is a natural pass rusher. He's got in the last two years, he's got 22 sacks in the last two years, 35 and a half tackles for loss combined in the last two years. He is a havoc-minded disruptor, all right? And that's what I love about his game. He's a havoc-minded guy. He makes splash plays. A lot of guys, they create plays, but don't necessarily make the plays. This is a guy that can create the play and also end up making the play for you. Uh, Natural pass rushing moves, got a repertoire of moves. I actually like him. Um, as when they use a lot of loops and twists and stunts with him he's great he's really patient um, when they use the loops and twists he does a really good job uh, of being able to sell that uh, and i've seen him several times a lot of his sacks have come off loops and twists and stunts he's instinctual uh, so when you you can watch him at times he'll he'll rush the passer you can see him start out rushing the passer and then he'll notice a key. Whether it be a screen or whether he'll notice the, the quarterback's quick game, three-step read, and he'll immediately stop his pass rush, either get his hands up or look around, all right, for the offensive player that's running the screen. And I've seen him do that multiple times, shows you he's an instinctual pass rusher. He's not just, you know, he's not just see ball, run the ball, hit ball. This is the guy that's thinking and processing Right. As he is trying to get to the quarterback, I love that about his game. Probably one of my favorite parts of this game. Um, and like I said, he's also got great BGO. You don't be a great pass rusher if you don't have natural BGO, which is ball get off. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a hard time trying to beat offensive linemen off the edge. He does not have that. He's got great BGO, great ball get off. So he's great at setting up offensive linemen on the edge because he can do that with the speed and then come back with another pass rushing move or swim up and under. He's got a nice repertoire, man. I think he's going to step on Stephon campus and be the best pass rusher Texas has.
0: It's very interesting. Uh, you know, I look at it, uh, Rod, and, and try to think about uh, what we're talking about here uh, with uh, Aaron Butler and and everything that Aaron Butler and Trey Moore and it's, it, I agree with you on both of them. They, they, they just seem to, again, fit what Texas is trying to do. They've just done a nice job of, hey, we need this. We need this. And then they go out and attack it and find that person and roll it up. You know what I mean? I I just, I, I'm amazed at it because I've watched Texas for 30 plus years now, Right. And you have too, you know, you've watched. And and it seems like we, we talk about this. It's not just a collection of talent. No, It feels like they're building a team, right? I mean, that's what the best GMs do. That's what the best head coaches do. They build teams, not a collection of talent.
1: Yeah, because it seems like, you know, there are some schools, even Texas, like said, at times, they just go down a list, right? This is the top DN. This is the top linebacker. This is the second or third best DN or linebacker. We don't get the top guy. Go to the second guy. Go to the third guy. I mean, this is not how Texas is operating right now, right? Look at the Ty Anthony Smith commitment. One linebacker offer, you're the one guy we want. You just talked about the wide receiver here, right? And and how Texas, you know, nobody really knew that Texas was on this guy, and yet obviously Texas was, you know, very very adamant and they were enthusiastic about this recruitment um, because this is a guy that Zay zeroed in on and they thought he fits what we want to do. He's a, our kind of guy, OKG. Um, so it does seem like the coaches. Are and Sark even said that we don't look at stars, uh, they're looking at specific players' skill sets, but also personality that fit their team and fit their culture. Uh, it, it does seem like something even Mac, I'm not sure, was was doing it to, was zero in, on specific, zero in on specific prospects to this extent. I think Sark, I think uh, Mac was playing more attention to the rankings, but wait, nothing wrong with that. Mac stopped out a ton of talent and has some great teams, but it does seem like Sark is being very deliberate. And judicious in in the way that they are evaluating these players and who they're evaluating.
0: I'll tell you one thing you mentioned earlier that I I talked about last year. You talked about toughness and contact. Mm-hmm. They don't. That I have not seen them take a guy that shies from contact. Let's go in two in two plus years.
1: So- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it.
0: Before, even they'll go get a speed guy that shies from contact. I haven't seen Texas get a speed guy yet that, that shies from contact, this group. So, all cool. right. I, I mentioned earlier, by the way, that 18 of the 23 high schoolers would be midtermers. That makes it with the three um, transfer portal guys, not only Trey Moore, but also yep. Matthew Golden, uh, the uh, wide receiver out of uh, the University of Houston. Trey Moore, uh, the edge uh, out of uh, uh, UTSA. Uh, and then also Andrew Makuba, the nickelback out of Clemson. Texas actually will have 21 <laughs> midtermers. So 21 of 26. The five high schoolers, for people that like to keep track of this, the five high schoolers that will not be out there uh, this weekend, are will not be out there, Nate Kibble, Santana Wilson, Melvin Hills, Freddie Debose, Michael Kern. That's offensive lineman Nate Kibble. Defensive back Santana Wilson. Defensive lineman Melvin Hills. Wide receiver Freddie Debose and punter Michael Kern. All right, let's go to team news a little bit. We got some uh, coming out. A couple of things first. Let's let's talk about Malik Murphy. Yeah, Um, that's this is to me. This feels good to talk about it at this point in time uh, because on uh, Friday, I believe he found a home. Uh, Malik Murphy is uh, the former Texas quarterback is transferring to Duke, a great school. Great opportunity for him. He's gonna go play for Manny Diaz. Manny uh, Diaz, former Texas defense quarter, now the head coach at Duke. Uh, what do you think about this move for Malik? And is this this is this a situation? Because the Duke quarterback just transferred to Notre Dame. Yes. This open yeah. this is an open opportunity for Malik to go and take a job. You you agree with this move for him?
1: Uh, there's no doubt. I totally agree with it. I, I'm I'm just really interested in the offense that he's playing in more so than anything, because I knew he would do the research because he fit that Sark offense so well, right? Uh, RPOs, Sark wants to throw, throw the ball vertically down the field. He's got a big, strong arm, strongest arm in that quarterback room, uh, including Quinns and Arches. So I think for him, I was really interested to see what system that he thought he would work best in and or he was most compatible with. Interesting, he's choosing, I think, Jonathan Brewer if I'm not mistaken, is the new offensive coordinator there. He's from SMU. I believe he's a Rhett Lashley. He's a Rhett Lashley guy. This makes sense because remember when Manny Diaz got the Miami job, Rhett Lashley was his OC. So he likes that offense combined with his whatever his defensive scheme is. And Rhett Lashley, if I'm not mistaken, is from the Gus Malzahn tree. He, yeah. actually, he actually was with Gus Malzahn at Springdale High School in Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, by the way, random fact Did you know Eli Drinkwitz also was the OC at that school after Malzahn left? You know, <laughs> Dude. the Missouri head coach, yeah, he was the OC at uh Springdale High School in Arkansas. So they went from Malzon and had Lashley on the same staff, they went 14 and 0. And then, like the next year, they had Eli Drakiewicz there, man. <laughs> They're doing something big there, anyway. I digress. Uh, but see, that 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 Gus Malzahn offense, him and Rhett Lashley is pretty much the same offense, except Rhett Lashley. Uh, Dm besides the quarterback run game, he's not as uh, exuberant about the quarterback run game as Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, it's a staple with Red Lashley, and yeah, he can take it or leave it. He can take a, a quarterback with functional ability. A Shane, think of Shane Bouchelle, right? Shane Boucher was in that Rhett Lashley offense, and you see the way he operated. So it's interesting that Malik Murphy's gonna choose that offense. Vertical passes down the field. Uh they love mesh concepts. They love they got some a lot of air raid concepts thrown in there too. Uh, but I think they're gonna use that big arm of Malik to stretch the field vertically. So that's what I like about it. Basically, it's a Gus Malzahn on offense with a de-emphasized quarterback run game. Think about that. It's basically what uh, it is.
0: That 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 sounds like it fits Malik because anything that, fo- that can focus his a lot of his work. On the deep ball and then the underneath stuff. Yeah, let him pick and pick and poke underneath, but let him throw deep because that's really where he shines. And I think it's a it's a great uh, great fit, hopefully for him. Because I I personally like I, I know a lot of people. Texas now has nine guys in the portal. I know yep. a lot of people are like, oh, just let him go. I don't think Texas fans in general feel that way. I think they're mostly appreciative of what people have done uh, for the University of Texas. And Malik Murphy certainly this season. Deserves a hat tip. I mean, seriously, Malik, uh, what you did for Texas. Uh, very, very, very special.
1: You are right. here we are not here without them.
0: Yep. All right. I want to say thanks to one of our sponsors, too, by the way. Uh, that is uh the Cross Oak Group, uh, Texas football on Texas football brought to you by the Cross Oak Group. Cross Oak is one of the leading government affairs firms in Texas, specializing in lobbying, political communications, business development, and regulatory compliance. These days, government finds ways to impact nearly every aspect of your business. With decades of experience ranging from the Statehouse to the White House, CrossOak Group helps its clients hedge risk and protect and grow their bottom lines. To learn more, go to www.crossoakgroup.com. We appreciate you and your sponsorship in the 2023 football season. All right. uh, Hey, uh, Rod, other team notes we have. Uh, C.J. Vogel telling us earlier or late last week uh, that Jade Barron, uh, the star for Texas that's played that nickel position, Mm -hmm. also worked out some this past week at safety. Uh, Is that just precautionary? Is that just getting extra reps because Derek Williams is going to be out for the first half? What, What are your thoughts there?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I, I remember saying multiple times, I think Jade Barron can play safety for Texas. If yeah. they need situation to put him there, if those safes were being exposed in coverage. Uh, but they they moved around. remember they moved him to corner when they needed him at corner, uh, specifically in 40 personnel when they take the nickel out. At one point in the season, they would take it, Jaday Barron off the field for 40 personnel, which was just uh, you know, unforgivable. Uh, but they, they smartened up and they started using that corner in 40 personnel. I think this is based on a a potential adjustment for Washington. If Washington comes out, and if I'm, if I'm Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix, I'm going out to Texas safeties because their best-covered safety, the freshman Derrick Williams, won't be available in the first half. So I think Texas is anticipating a possible adjustment early on in that game if their safeties are being attacked and exposed by that Washington passing game. Hey, let's move today Barron back to safety. All right? And maybe we can move one of these young bucks to, uh, you know, Jalen Gilbo or uh, 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 Austin, Austin Jordan. Moore. Yep. move him to nickel and then you know you are short up that corner and then that way you can you can help out schematically help out the other safety lead today baron just basically playing man-to-man coverage as a safety which he can handle um, it's going to increase his draft stock by the way as, soon as NFL scouts found out his guys played every position in secondary trust me his draft stock is going to go through the roof right, You're you'll get a lot of meetings with NFL teams wanting to, to see exactly how much football IQ and how much football acumen today baron has and they're going to be pleasantly surprised but I think that's what it's about Bobby I think they want, and I love. It. I think it's a great move. That in case Washington, and I think it's inevitable that Washington go attack them Texas safeties early on. This will be the adjustment to put Jaden Barron back at safety, and that way they can only attack you in uh, in certain ways. And you can isolate the exposure. All
0: right, a uh, couple other notes, uh, team notes before we get going here. A uh, Rod, uh, this is myself, Rod Babers here on on Texas football. Three other notes: Casey Kane, Sawyer Gorham, Welch, and Larry Tur- Turner Gooden. Uh, Sark mentioned this in the press conference. C.J. Vogel had told us early in the week they continue to work with the team, uh, although uh, Casey Kane has already committed to UNLV and Larry Turner Gooden has committed uh, to San Jose State. Uh, B.J. Allen and uh, Xavion Bryce, by the way, two other transfers who are not participating in the team, have committed to North Texas. So that's kind of a, a portal update on the outgoing add in Malik Murphy there to that group. All right. I uh, want to say one last thing here. The team left to, left to go home on Friday afternoon uh, to go spend time with their their families at home. Uh, they return to Austin on Monday night to get ready to go. Uh, get ready wow. for uh, practice on Christmas uh,
1: night.
0: Uh, Christmas night they're coming <laughs> back. Then oh, they nice. get ready to go on the 26th. They're going to practice. Then they travel. The 27th is a travel day for them to New Orleans, uh, and then uh, on a week from Monday. Uh, the Longhorns kick it off against uh, the Washington Huskies in New Orleans at the Sh- Sugar Bowl uh, in the Superdome. All right, Rod, that's going to do it for the update here today. Uh, I wish you and yours nothing but the merriest of Christmases, my man. Too, uh, for the folks out there, I think the same thing. We've got another special guest coming up a little bit later today that's going to say a couple kind words as well, I hope. Uh, but Rod, uh, you take a group, you have a good one, man. And uh, been a blessed 2023. I appreciate you, buddy.
1: Amen, brother. Merry Christmas to you and All right, yours. Merry
0: Christmas to you and yours, man.